0: welcome everybody to this week's podcast episode for the financial freedom podcast i'm your host dr christopher Liu, and as you know i talk about four different types of freedom time financial location and health freedom in that light i'm always interviewing entrepreneurs people doing things on the cutting edge to bring you the cutting edge insights to help you in your daily life so today we have um john mendez and he's a the host of walk to wealth and it's going to be interesting we're going to be talking about a purpose-driven life and um living a purposeful life mindset uh mission value it's gonna be a really fascinating conversation so uh john welcome hey
1: chris thank you so much for the opportunity thank you so much for you know the opportunity to just speak with you today and also speak in front of your listeners and hopefully you know this conversation provides a ton of value for them
0: uh, yeah, I know uh, we had met through Podmatch, and then um, tell us more about your journey, your story, and uh, we'll get started from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll give you the 10,000-foot view so I don't go too in deep into the woods. So I grew up pretty simple, a humble beginnings. There was nine of us in a two-bedroom. Uh, my grandparents raised me. My father was absent. My mother, me and her never had the best relationship. Uh, growing up, that helped me really um, become open-minded to a lot of things in terms of like my getting new perspectives and that kind of came with me throughout my life. I wasn't a born entrepreneur. I wasn't, you know, selling candy bars in school. I didn't have the lemonade stand or the paper out. But as I started to get older, I feel like my wisdom started to kick in. And I I realized pretty early on that uh, mentally I was always, I feel like a little more advanced than most people and not like, you know, because of my grades or anything, but just my outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I got to college, I was at the University of Connecticut and my sophomore year was during the pandemic. First year, the pandemic took over the world. I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so that book it planted a seed in me just enough so that I realized there's another way of viewing the world out there that I'm not being taught at school. And from there, that winter break, I kind of delved into you know the rabbit hole of uh, personal finance and YouTube University. I was watching videos on double speed and I started reading more books and looking for more information and by the time I came back, my sophomore, um, my spring semester sophomore year, uh, we're still online, we're still at home, and I was like, you know, I seen the light. I, ca- I can't come back and, and and just act as if I haven't seen the light. I seen the I guess the truth. I guess that there's another world out there, and I'm not being taught that at school. So I, I made the decision to pull the plug and get into real estate. And along the way, once I got licensed, about nine months after that, it was two weeks before my, uh, after my 20th birthday, I so. About a couple months after that, I started my podcast, Walked Wealth, and then I was getting a lot of, you know, opportunities, you know, with social media to teach, and I ended up starting an SMMA. And then, as of December of 2022, I was in a point where nothing was really growing at all. In fact, I was actually going down in all my areas because I was spread so thin. And it wasn't until kind of I started doing some, this book called The Purpose Factor really opened up my mind. And then I looked more into this concept called Ikigai. And like, as I was ending off the year, I was like, you know, what would it look like if I went all into podcasting? And I found my Ikigai and I kind of get into it later, but uh, that's how I got to where I'm at today. And that's, uh, so this upcoming year, it's all about, you know, growing my podcast and, you know, providing, you know, uh, insights, expertise, education, not only for myself, but from the people I interview. Uh, to people my age, you know, other young people, because I feel like a lot of young people tend to say, Hey, you know, these people are so much older than me. What do they know about life? Or what do they know about what I'm going through right now? But for me, it's like, I'm your age. So it's like, there's no excuse now because we're in the same boat. We grew up in the same time period. We grew up with the same things, but the advice is still the same because great advice stands the test of time, regardless of whether I'm saying it, you're saying it, or someone much, much older than both of us are saying it. And so uh, that's kind of where I got to how I got to where I'm at today
0: yeah fascinating story um i know that i get a lot of questions from clients these days uh really questioning you know is it really worth it to go to college you know with there's so many different opportunities and so um and what's you have some interesting ideas uh i think um you know the generation you and then after you is gonna really question whether or not college is needed um and uh, so tell us more about four steps to leading a purpose-driven life.
1: Yeah. So the four steps, and this is not something that came up on my own. It's something that I've read through the concept called Ikigai, a little bit of context. It's a Japanese uh, kind of concept. It's been around for quite some time now. And the island that I guess it, it originates from, they also have the longest life expectancy on the planet. And so Ikigai stands for your reason for being. It's two words. The first word icky stands for life. And then guy stands for, I believe it's value. And so your reason for being, that's kind of what what it stands for. And the four steps would be the first step. And if you have a pen and pencil, or if you uh, just listen through right now and then later grab a pen and pencil, but this would be a great exercise that anyone can do is the first step is write down what do you love to do, right? right? Write down everything that you would do for the rest of your life if you never received a penny from it, right? Write down all those things. Once you got that written down, the second step would then be, you know, write down what the world needs, all the problems that you feel compelled to solve, right? Because there's a ton of things that you could fix, but which ones do you feel compelled to solve? And then from there, after you find something that is in alignment with those two, then you're going on to the third one, right? The third one being, what can you be rewarded for? A lot of the time you get into things like, do a lot of charity and volunteering, it fulfills it, makes us feel good. But at the end of the day our bills and our lights still have to be kept on and our bills have to be paid so we have to f- figure out a way to you know uh, receive some sort of payment from the things that we're doing and then the final step is you know write down what you're good at or if you're in my shoes and you're relatively young and you haven't found it yet uh, write down what do you have an aptitude to be good at for example if you want to get into public speaking but you're an introvert you're really going against the grain so write down things that you're already are skilled at and if you're not too skilled or don't have one area expertise per se that you can really put your finger on, you know, what do you have the natural aptitude? For example, if you're five foot, going to the NBA may not be your thing, right? You don't have a natural, you don't have a natural height that would make you, you know, be a good prospect to go to the league, right? So once you get those four steps in where all four intersects, that will be called your icky guy. And that'll be a great place to start if you don't know where to start at all, or Maybe if you're looking to transition, you're in a transitional period in your life, that can also be a great exercise to use. So you can get more clarity as to, you now what does this next chapter of my life look like?
0: Yeah. Uh, and then one, one thing was interesting is, uh, so you, so a lot of, you know, people during the pandemic, they dropped out of college. And um, mm-hmm. what was interesting is uh, there's a couple of YouTube stars. They, for example, they were supposed to do internships and, you know, mm-hmm. a couple a lot of them um, had really nice job offers, but they got rescinded, and then they started YouTube channels, and now they like that's what they do full time, and it's actually pays more. Yeah. Um, so one is uh, you had this idea of how does your passion and your why lead you astray? What what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So uh, I start with your passion, right? A lot of times, if you look at the Oxford definition of passion, the de- dictionary definition is a barely controllable emotion. And it's from the book, I got this from the book, um, The Purpose Factor, which I mentioned earlier, that book got me kind of thinking, it's like, you know, is real estate really what I wanted to do? And once I read that book, it has so many, you know, pieces of advice and, you know, quick little nuggets in here that are extremely impactful, and kind of just hit you like a freight train. And those started really making me question and Think about all the things I've been taught, and a lot of the times you'll hear advice that's just follow your passion, pursue your passion, turn your passion to a business, right? And if you replace all these little pieces of advice that we've been receiving for most of our life with the actual dictionary definition of passion, it makes no sense. Why on earth would you follow, you know, a barely controllable emotion? You know, quit your your stable job, put, you know, empty out the 401k, you know, say sell all your stocks to go pursue a barely controllable emotion? Right. It sounds nice when you're saying, oh, pursue your passion. You you know, people get very energetic, but a lot of the times it's not something that you should pursue. It's something that you should use as kind of like a kind of like a a, almost kind of like a compass a little bit. Right. And this one kind of goes back into the steps too, where, you know, uh, you know, what would you love to do? Steps one and two, what would you love to do? And also what does the world need? That's kind of where your passion kind of comes into play a little bit because, you're you're probably passionate about a lot of things and that's not a bad thing. But if that is your main focus, your focal point, right? You're kind of pursuing something that is already kind of unstable, which is not good for a business. It's not good for a relationship. It's not good for much, right? Uh, The second uh, thing with your why, a lot of times your why not the, like the transcendental why, like, you know, that's, you know, your greater purpose or your reason for being on earth not that why I'm talking about your why as in like, Oh, for one time, it may, it may be your grandparents. You want to make them proud or your parents or, you know, your friend or that teacher in third grade that said you could do it, or it might be for your, your girlfriend or boyfriend, or it might be for something. But a lot of the times your why is for someone other than you, mm-hmm. right? It may be for your kids. I use this example. Let's say your why is your kids, right? And so all your life, you've been grinding super hard, hustling, getting after it for your kids. Your kids leave the nest. Now your why vanished from you in one day, boom, Mm -hmm. gone instantly, right? And so it's like, when you follow, you know, if, if your why, if you go too deep into that, you'll lose yourself, right? Because it's always for other people. And you can't show up as your best for other people if you don't show up for yourself. So you can get easily carried away with your why doing this for this person and for that person, I got to make them proud. I got to make them happy. I got to get their approval, right? Whatever it may be, but you do that too long. You start focusing on other people's more than you're focusing on yourself. Mm. And by focusing on them more than you focus on yourself, you're actually doing them a disservice because you're not becoming your best self.
0: Mm. Interesting. And then one, so you turn your um, passion and your why and you apply the concepts of Ikigai and um, you were teaching, actually, you're, uh, what was interesting is you're filling a niche and a need with content and basically teaching social media. So tell me, you know, what did you learn about you know social media and, and teaching for your audience?
1: The biggest thing I'd learned is that some of the things that we're good at or that we're great at, we don't give ourselves enough credit for. And it's because if some of these things we're natural at, it comes naturally. And so to us, it may not be a big deal. But to somebody else from the outside looking in, that is everything they were looking for. And so I'll tell you the story of how I taught my first social media class. It was back in January 2021, uh, 2022, actually. I was in a mastermind, a real estate mastermind. And they met every morning from 6.30 to 7. And I'm usually at the gym at that time. One of the days, they were talking about social media and how you could use that to grow your brand. And I was like, I know a thing or two about social media. This is before I started you know, going in on content creation and making videos and stuff like that. And and I was like, I can't, you know, present now in the gym because there's always, you know, someone making awkward grunts and weights dropping and weird noises all the time in the gym. So it's like, okay, I can't share right now. It's in, it was in Clubhouse. I was like, I can't share right now. I'll just go in the Facebook group that they have and write out the five tips I had. And yeah. it was like super simple tips, I thought. You know, I, it was like super surface level, you know, nothing, any, nothing technical or nothing ninja about the tips, right? At least that's what I thought. Um, I thought that was super surface level. And one of the moderators of the call, of the Facebook group, uh, she was like, "Hey, John, would you mind teaching a class on this on you know social media?" And instead of saying yes, of course, I was like, "I never taught a class before," which is true. I I never taught a class of any kind before, right? So like for me, I was nervous. And she's a top real estate agent over in Boston, and she's also the like the host of the the group. Like she's one of the founders of the group. So I was like, "This is it's like oh I, I can't do this." And she had asked me, John just tell us when you want to schedule it. And I can't say no to her twice. So after that, you know, I kind of decided to, you know, kind of run with it. And my first class ended up having over 440 people sign up. It was a realtor from across the country in Canada. Um, yeah. And then uh, my second class also had over 400 signups as well. And I was teaching a bunch. So I've been able to teach a ton of realtors about social media, but yeah. if it wasn't until if she had never asked me, Hey John, can you teach a class? I would have never thought that what I was sharing was actually that valuable. Mm. And that so the biggest thing is don't discredit yourself. We're probably really good at a lot of different things. So for some of us, it may be, you know, entirely different things, but we're probably really good at something that someone else values a lot, but we don't see it because to us it may seem natural.
0: Yeah. Fascinating. Really, uh really talking about, you know, talents and your skills. Um, one thing you talk about is also the two, more, most, the two most important days in everyone's life and the most important step in your walk to wealth. Tell us yeah. about that.
1: So the two most important days in your life, I got this from this girl who I went to speaker school with back in August of last year. And I went to speaker school because I knew I wanted to get into public speaking eventually. And I also wanted to support one of my friends who's here locally, who's a public speaker. And... I was like you know i could learn a thing or two from him i also have a podcast so it's like at the very least it'll help me become a better presenter a better host for my show so i signed up for the class and each class they would always have us present something for a minute or two and this one girl came up and she she was having a speech for i forget the 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 actor's name mm-hmm. but she mentioned that the two most important days are the day you were born which is pretty obvious right And then the second day is the day you find out why. And most people live to see the first day or Mm -hmm. everyone, but no one, not a lot of people live to see the second, because most of the time, once we get into this adult world, we get too into the weed as, you know, paying the bills and the rat race that everyone says in the matrix, whatever you want to call it. Right. And we never spend time thinking about something bigger, the bigger picture. Why are we doing all this? Why do we wake up in the morning? Why would we put it here? We don't take time to think about the, and it seems kind of like a grandiose, like questions, like that. It was like woo woo. It's like, uh, who knows? But you know, it's not about having an answer to those, you know, questions. It's more so about the act of reflecting and thinking about them that mm-hmm. is more important. And a lot of times, most people don't even, don't even do that, and it kind of ties in with the first step in your walk. It's like pursuit of the truth is the first step you know, pursuit of that, that why that, that's the first step. And the sooner you could take that, and the sooner you can be in, become more like intentional with your life. Because if you don't know why you're here, you don't know what you're doing, right? You don't know the bigger picture, then your brain is like a filter, right? It doesn't know how to filter through everything because it doesn't know what your why. For example, if your why is to become, you know, the world's greatest firefighter and someone offers you an opportunity to start a, a music label, if you didn't know what your why was, you might take up the opportunity because there's a couple of dollar signs behind it. But because you know you're in alignment and you you have your why, right? You can say no to that opportunity because you know what you're here for. You know what you're meant to do.
0: The other thing was um, this talking about um, achieve a fulfilled life with one change. I'm curious to hear what that one change is.
1: One change, it's, it's simple. It's kind of in alignment with, or it, it actually is getting in alignment. It's what we were kind of talking about. Um, this conversation so far, it's getting in alignment. You know, taking time to reflect and figure out is what I'm doing right now in alignment. And I'll tell you my like my personal story. Right. So with real estate, my goal was to come in and be the top agent. You know, rookie of the year. I'm selling houses left and right, and you know, I'm I'm living life. Life is going great, right? And around September, it was when I started. You know, I was always finding myself distracted. And I wasn't doing the, the tasks necessary to lead, generate, and produce business for myself. But I still was dropping podcasts consistently every week. Right? Mm-hmm. Then I was like, I read that book, Purpose Factor. And I was like, you know, maybe real estate isn't what I really want to do. Let me try this social media marketing thing out. Because I already taught classes for hundreds and hundreds of realtors across the country. Let me try and turn this into an actual business where, like, I you know, I have content creation services for people. And then I was trying to get that going. And same thing. I found myself distracted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And but... I was still dropping podcast episodes every week. And so after I started learning about Icky Guy, I started really reflecting and looking in. And it's like, I've tried to do these other things. Mm-hmm. And it was, someone said, I was like, you know, you can't expect full time effort, full time results with part time efforts. And mm-hmm. I started realizing this whole time, you know, you'll get a uh, the phone will ring for opportunity, right? But the problem is sometimes when you have a couple phones ringing, which phone do you pick up? Mm. right? And for me, it was really figuring out, okay, I really want to help other people my age. Most people my age aren't buying homes, right? It's <laughs> like, I can't directly help them, right? I can buy, you know, I could teach them about, you know, how to buy homes so that when they're ready, I can help them buy, but I can't really directly help them, right? And so with the social media stuff, you know, most of the people that would actually be able to pay for that stuff, again, aren't, you know, people that are, going to directly in my, you know, my ideal audience. Right. And so with the podcast, it's like, I can directly help the people that I genuinely want to help that I feel called to help. And and I was like, you know, it it clicked. This is what I'm going to do. This is the only thing I'm going to do until I get this going and off the ground, you know, uh, and into the stratosphere. Right. And so it kind of, like, as I said, reflecting and knowing what, you know, being in alignment for me, as I said, I knew I wanted to help young adults, it's just like when there's so many shiny objects, there's so many different paths you can go down, it gets a little difficult and you lose sight of, you know, as I said earlier, what the bigger picture is, the the big why.
0: Yeah, really interesting uh, discussion. Um, how can people uh, follow you, contact you on social media, check out your website and, um, uh, and uh, look into you?
1: Yeah, so definitely. I, I think your audience is a little more experienced, but for anyone that hasn't started their own business, I do have a free gift. It's if you go to bit.ly slash walk to wealth gift, um, there's my beginner guide to entrepreneurship, me and someone that I had interviewed on my podcast kind of created this training to uh, kind of show you guys the four businesses you need to start before you start your dream business. A lot of the time we get this idea and then we hop right into, you know, running a business. And, the, you know, the business fails and it's not because our deal was bad. It's just that we haven't had business experience. So that'll be the free gift. And also check out the podcast walk number two wealth. You can find me on everywhere on Apple podcast, Google, uh, Spotify, IG everywhere. It's at walk to wealth.
0: Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, um, be sure to, um, check out, um, John's resources in the links and show notes. Um, He's on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, as well as free gift for you and all of the John's rec- and with that, we thank you for coming onto the podcast, dropping nuggets of wisdom and we wish you a happy new year.
1: Thank you again. I appreciate it. I hope your, v- your listeners took some value away from this.